everyone, and welcome back to Magical Mystical Journeys. This is Katie Valentine. We are really, really, really excited to welcome you to this episode. We are having a very special guest and ascended master that we're going to be talking about, and that is St. Germain. But we also have another special guest who's an incarnated human being who is going to talk to us about St. Germain. And so we're also excited to introduce you to Courtney a little bit later in the episode. Before we get to all that, let me just turn it over to my co-host so you can meet them if you are listening to us for the first time. This is Andrea St. Amand. I'm an evidential psychic medium. Hi, I'm Amy Renee. I'm a shamanic practitioner. And I don't think I mentioned what I do. So I'm a Christian minister and metaphysical intuitive. And this is Katie again. So let's get right into it, shall we? Are you all ready to talk about St. Germain? Oh, absolutely. Yes, please. Awesome. All right, let me, I'm going to give the briefest introduction to this Ascended Master, and then we're going to get a little more in depth. So St. Germain, many of you may have heard about St. Germain, and especially the Violet Flame. What is that all about? You're going to find out. Let's talk about St. Germain, the person. This is a person who lived in 18th century, moved around a lot of Europe, was very elite and rubbed shoulders with a lot of interesting kings and people. And he was also interested in alchemy, in music, in magic. He wrote some books. He wrote some music. We're going to talk about that. He had a resurgence later on in the late 19th and early 20th century. And a lot of people started to meet St. Germain in his ascended form and gets a lot of airplay in the, in the past hundred years. And that's, I think, in my experience anyway, that's kind of how we've come to know St. Germain and the Violet Flame now through this um, channeling that he has offered and maybe through this divine alchemy and one other thing to know about him, he's got a twin flame. I don't know if that's a new term for you. We can talk about that. Who's named Lady Portia. And so if you've heard any of these names all mentioned together before, then that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm really curious for Andrea and Amy, what your experiences are with St. Germain. Is he brand new to you? Is this someone that you've worked with before? So Andrea, what about you? Is St. Germain new or old friend? brand new friend. I had heard his name, had no clue anything about him until this week. Amy? Yeah, for me, uh, the Violet Flame is, I guess, energy that I started working with about five years ago. And within that, I was introduced to St. Germain and Jesus and Lady Portia and Kuan Yin are also part of that Violet Flame energy that I was introduced to. Okay, so this is brand new for me too. This is something I get asked about a lot. So I'm really delighted to now have this podcast episode to send people to to learn about St. Germain because my tribe tends to want to know more about him. So this is really new energy for me too. Andrea, since this is new for you, do you feel like you experienced a little St. Germain energy? I've had a tremendous week experiencing him. I have a powerful, I think, channeled message to deliver later. Uh, so yeah, I've had a good week with him. Sweet. Amy, was uh, St. Germain around for you this week? Oh, it was so interesting because at the beginning of the week, it was still a little bit of our first episode season being. And then all of a sudden within the last, I'm going to say couple days is when St. Germain really showed up with, a, especially today, a very strong message. So I'll share that later on too. 
Awesome. I was reflecting as we were getting going, since this is a bean that's really brand new to me, and we're talking about the violet flame, which really I, I like, I know nothing about, but it's been kind of a fun image. I know at least what the words are, but I am in the middle of West Coast fires that are going on. And so I was thinking how nice it is to imagine a violet flame instead of the weird orange light and smoke <laughs> that I've actually been experiencing with the rest of the West Coast at the time when we are recording this. So I like that alternative image. So welcome to Courtney Dyer. We are so glad that Courtney is here. Courtney has some expertise and some specific knowledge in working with St. Germain. So she's going to tell us everything we never knew and talk to us about her experience. Welcome, Courtney. We're really, really glad that you're here. Thank you all so much. I am so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do and... Yeah, about your, your, a little bit about your spiritual journey. So I am an energy intuitive and I am an energetic engineer. That is the title I have self-proclaimed um, after quite a long journey of not really knowing how to explain who I am and what I do. And I still don't know if I'll ever be able to quite explain it in human words what I explain and I do, but I work with energy and I work in the quantum field to channel energy, manipulate energy within the quantum realm to repattern things so that humans can see themselves from a different angle, from a different perspective. So my work involves perspective shifting is what I really would call it. So repeat your title again, energetic? Energetic intuitive and energetic engineer. That's so brilliant. I love it. Yeah, it was given to me at some point, and it took me quite a while to own it, but now I do. So, Courtney, this is Andrea here. How did you get from point A to point B? How did you get to becoming an, electric, an electrical engineer? You're not an electrical engineer. <laughs> I keep on wanting to say that, too. Yeah, so I was always a very normal, quote, normal, and, quote, average white American middle-class woman, to be honest, and spirituality had never crossed my mind. It was not in my family. It was not really on my radar. That being said, I suffered tremendous loss. It's not, wasn't trauma. Now I look back on it, it was trauma, but loss in the death of loved ones. And it was my parents. And so it shook me like it shook me to my very core is the best way to describe it. And subsequently, weird things started happening to me. Things started unfolding. Things started occurring to me in my head and things started occurring around me that were not usual for me. So subsequently, I spent about a year kind of exploring what in the heck was going on, why I felt so differently about life, why I felt so differently about the human existence. I had a whole lot of really profound and sometimes dark thoughts about what human life really is. And it really brought me to a space of learning and figuring things out. And once I started figuring those things out, which I could talk for hours about figuring these things out as the months unfolded and understanding what, you know, human life really was about and how we're all connected and how there's lessons to be learned. I mean, these are concepts that I had never, ever, ever, ever thought of. So it was quite a head spinning experience, but I wasn't done. My head was spinning and I felt like I needed some more healing. And I went to get some energy work from an, uh, 
friend and uh, energy healer. And in my energy session, I had a profound Kundalini awakening is the best way I would describe it, where psychic things started happening to me like in an instant, like on a dime. And it unfolded some more from there. So my journey took a drastic shift when that happened. But, you know, the psychic journey kind of kicked off everything for me because up until then, it was very deeply inward. It was very deeply personal. And when things started happening physically to me and psychically to me, it took it to another level. And that's where I think my real journey began and understanding myself and understanding the realm that I live in and how we're all related to one another, really. Obviously, hasn't been easy for me. It's been a difficult path, but exhilarating nonetheless. <laughs> About so how long ago was your... Five years ago now. Okay. And I'm obviously still growing into it, but there are some you know, things that I have realized about myself that I have finally stepped into my power with rather than pushing them away. So that's why now I feel confident in describing myself as an energetic engineer and an energetic channel of energy, because this was not easy for me to say, because look at where I came from, a space where I knew nothing about metaphysics. I knew nothing about the soul being in the human body. I mean, I was not raised Christian. I mean, nothing. So I was like a blank slate, if you want to look at it that way. But, you know, unfortunately, not a whole lot of background on things. So hindsight, I think that that's probably the reason that this happened, because I didn't have a whole lot to go on. And I was not judgmental about things. I just had that little fear factor in some of the things that were happening to me. Now I'm, I'm stepping into it more and understanding what my purpose is here. And Courtney, some people I know on all of our respective journeys feel very called to one avenue. Like for me, it's evidential mediumship. For Amy, it's just shamanism. You know, for Katie, it's her path. And for you, I know along the way, you've had to try out multiple paths to figure out what was actually you. Do you mind speaking that to a little about certain things you, tr you learned to figure out what was going to be Courtney and what was not? Yeah, uh, yes. So when you don't have any background or any foundation to go from in this area, you go upon things that have been programmed in you and things that your you know, society tells you those are the things that I was going off of, right? Well, you wake up with psychic abilities, being able to physically move your energy, physically moves my body when I don't have any control over it. It's just a channeling of energy. And um, that's a little scary to somebody that's never dealt with this before, right? So, you know, first I had to get past, you know, am I like possessed? Like what's, what's happening here? If I just let my mind go, my body does weird things, you know, and then having psychic sight and all, you know, the things that come along with, with these things, you know, the first thing you think is, well, the first thing I thought, because my parents had just passed is, you know, oh, it's the past loved ones. It's the dead people. That's what it is. You know, there wasn't a very big picture for me because there wasn't a picture at all. So I kind of just started painting it from these little tidbits that I knew. So I was like thinking, you know, like reading psychic books and mediumship books, thinking that that was what was going on and I needed to be educated on these things because that's, you know, what I figured my foundation was. So that's just like one of the things that occurred to me, but it was very limited. There was not a whole lot of, you know, 
you know, looking back, I'm thinking of how I was trying to connect with people in the community. And I was trying to connect with people online because I just kind of wanted to know more about this stuff. And it did lead me down some roads where my brain took me into places that I probably didn't really need to go. I thought I needed to learn everything about everything. I thought I needed to learn about shamanism. I thought I needed to learn about mediumship. I thought I needed to, you know, I did everything. Since I'm sharing then, I thought, well, because this involved death and because I have discovered and uncovered some things about the human existence and the human life. So then I started volunteering for hospice, thinking that not only would it feel good in my heart to help people, but it would somehow be connected to this journey that I was on. And so although I continue to volunteer, (laughs) it's of a totally different nature now. It's not the same way as it used to be. It's just the way my brain was putting my journey was quite different than it probably should have been. But, you know, I needed to learn these things in order to figure out what exactly it is that I do. And, you know, when I went down all these different roads, it never felt right. It didn't feel, you know, it's, it, it's scary for me to admit, well, I don't know what I do. I know that I shift energy. I know that I connect with ascended beings. I know that intergalactic work comes to me. But like to say that sounds ridiculous when you had lived a life like I lived. So I spent quite a long time trying to shove myself into a box that already existed, like psychic medium, Reiki master, or anything, life coach. I mean, just any of these things, and none of them seemed to fit or work. And it discouraged me at times, and it was quite a hurdle to figure out that it was okay for those things not to feel good and right. It was okay to start admitting what felt good to do, and it kind of unfolded piece by piece by piece. And it's still unfolding. But I have definitely learned how to listen to my inner compass and my truth because I cannot fit in these boxes. Like that's the surest way to find out what you don't do is to try to do something that doesn't fit you. And that's what I I had to do this because I had no foundation. So now I have a nice foundation (laughs) where I know what I don't like. Let's put it that way. That's my foundation, knowing what I don't resonate with. I absolutely love that because when we connect to what we don't like or what we don't resonate with, it helps us to see what we do. How did St. Germain show up for you? Like, Can you give us a little bit more of a story with that and maybe how your family handled this? So my family, my children were younger at the time, younger than they are now. They're teenagers now. So they were younger and it wasn't as dramatic or a big deal to start talking to them about energy and how we all have souls that are eternal and things like that. But my husband who had grown up Catholic and everyone in his family is Catholic and had a very solid religious background, although he never talks about it. He very deeply feels it. And he, I know he does. He doesn't even have to say it. He has very strong roots in Christianity and Catholicism So, you know, you would think that someone like that would say, when I tell him what happened in my energy session, that my hands were going crazy, that my, I was seeing things, that I was getting tingles all over my body, that, you know, just all of these bizarre things, you know, he, you know, he kind of took it and said, okay, well, okay. And then, then I say, and you know what? My mom came to me and I don't think she really died. And he says to me, are you serious right now? Like, 
what did you think happened to her? Of course she didn't die, Courtney. <laughs> he was so matter of fact, like, where did you think she went? And I love that his totally different angle than a metaphysicist would say, but he still understood in the eternity of all of us. And it was something that I had not even grasped. So luckily my husband was so supportive in that way because he was thrilled that I had discovered something that he had uncovered when he was a child. So it was a beautiful, like engaging that we began to have about what in the heck we're all doing here. You know, it's really, really exploded into all different kinds of things within my family over the years. But that was how my family took it. And because, like I mentioned, I was so limited in my knowledge, I spent quite a long time not understanding what the energies that were around me were. There were um, things that I didn't understand and messages that I would get. And I would say, what is this? This is so big. Because my, in my limited viewpoint, I was still thinking that these were past loved ones. And I was thinking they were going to tell me, you know, like where grandma's shoes in the closet were. But these messages were not like that at all. And they were very different and very broad. And I wasn't quite sure what was going on. And the reason I say that is because that's how Ascended Masters like St. Germain came into my awareness because I had worked with a couple of mentors that helped me understand that I am worthy to work with these beings because I had deep unworthiness issues. And I wasn't feeling like it wasn't even on my radar that what was coming around me was not just my parents. So when I finally got the notion that this could be something else, energies like St. Germain that are very powerful and very high frequency, I began to accept into my awareness and not just St. Germain, but other high vibrational energies I started letting in. And that's where it kind of unfolded from. And as for St. Germain, because his energy is such a high frequency and it was different for me, it took me a little while to calibrate with that energy because it is, um, for me, it is received quite differently. And it's almost like a myriad of light that kind of comes together in, in a prism. That's the best way I'm going to describe it. That's how it feels to me. And that's how I came to understand that that's what that energy was. And honestly, I can't tell you how I know that it's St. Germain. I just know. Well, how did you know the first time? And when was the first time that you know of? So probably, um, I'm going to say a year into my psychic awakening I couldn't stand it anymore, not knowing like what all, all these messages were. It was making me crazy. I had some help from a mentor and she said, you know, you're pulling in like divine mother energy and St. Germain energy. And it kind of like pinged me, you know, when you get that knowing and you're like, wait, what? Like tingles everywhere. And it was when I was with her, that was the first time I pulled the energy close enough to me because I was so unsure of what it was and frankly frightened. So it was probably then with her a year into my journey when I allowed myself to be worthy enough to receive an energy like that. And it continues to be when that energy, I hate to call it him. I'm going to call it him because we have to, it's, it's easier. But when St. Germain, when his energy is around, it's very powerful. 
it's very tingly and gives me a certain feeling where I know. And I discovered it that day when my friend was like, why don't you understand that these energies are trying to connect with you? So it took that for me to, that was my first experience in being able to trust and believe. Courtney, who is St. Germain to you now? St. Germain is a high vibrational being that comes through to me and my clients with love and compassion that is, makes me weep even thinking of it brings an energy that is so incredibly trusting in the human condition, the human faith that he, it wants us to be divine. It wants us to embrace our journey as if we are God incarnate, which we are. His messages are nothing but crystal clear if I'm going to describe it the way I feel it and see it, because I do feel and because my work is largely energetic physically rather than psychically sometimes because the messages I receive from him mostly are felt. Some are heard, some are seen, but that's uh, usually it's a feeling or knowing. But the incredibly powerful sense of knowing yourself that comes from this energy is how I identify with it. It really doesn't want you to go off and sit in an ashram and meditate your life away. This energy wants you to embody your Christ light and it's powerful in the way that it comes forward to me. So it really is here for all of us to ask to come in each day and bring in that power to all of us. It's personal for everyone, obviously, but this is the way that I experience it. It's on another level. It's a lot different than working with some other energies. And the other energies I want to mention are part of a white light system called the Great White Brotherhood. And St. Germain has been mentioned in many works to be part of this great white brotherhood, which many, many ascended masters are part of and many new ascended beings continue to join. It's a very uh, pure white, has nothing to do with the color of your skin, white. The white here refers to the white light. And he is part of this. And so in bringing uh, St. Germain's energy in, I also am able to bring in some of these others. And we all can do this is what I've come to understand after growing into my role. But understanding how powerful St. Germain is has been key in my understanding of him. And many other, other energies come along with this. And I guess the reason I'm mentioning this is because I have uncovered how powerful and how profound it can be when you choose to connect and be worthy and accept these beings into your life rather than thinking that we're human and we can't go there. (laughs) It's basically in a nutshell, like we're human and we can go there. We're supposed to go there. And St. Germain is a cheerleader for that. St. Germain wants us to go there with ourselves. I hope our listeners are tuning into that because that's been a repeated theme that we've that's just come up among all of us, right? That we're, we're meant to connect. We if we feel called to connect, we can connect. Courtney, so you've mentioned some of like the experiences that you've had of like the knowing and the sensational aspects. Is there any colors or smells or certain 
fillings that you get along with the presence of St. Germain? So I like this question and I'll tell you why, because I, uh, the platform that I work from a lot is about being authentic in your spiritual journey. Like I mentioned before, it took me quite a little while to understand that these are all subjective journeys and everybody does things differently. So St. Germain is the purveyor of the violet flame, which we'll talk about, but many people when St. Germain comes see violet, right? Well, <laughs> when St. Germain, when the energy comes through for me, it's less violet and more magenta, more hot pink. And honestly, because I was putting myself in such a box before, I thought that it might not be St. Germain <laughs> because the color, like who cares about the color? It's subjective. It's for me, it's not about the color at all. It's about the feeling and the knowing that this energy brings and the vibration that comes through. And, you know, so f- I honestly doubted myself because the color that I saw wasn't exactly violet. (laughs) And so to this day, when I work with this energy, it's funny, like another way. So I'll see in my mind's eye, the the magenta-ish color. And actually, I'm going to say this because I'm experiencing it now. I will pull on that color, anything like it that's in my vicinity. Like all of a sudden it will be super, I'll be hyper aware to the hot pink on the towel that's on my towel rack, or I'll be hyper aware to the hot pink that's in the keychain in the corner. Just for, you know, for a split second, I get hyper aware to the color and it's kind of like the spirit putting me back and saying, okay, you don't have to doubt yourself here. (laughs) It, It is what it is. Let's roll with it. You know, how I'm perceiving the energy, it might be a little bit different, but it's, powerful nonetheless. So yeah, that's the other way that I feel it when he comes through. I absolutely love that. So I just want to share, usually whenever I like the presence of St. Germain, I think of the color violet, like you spoke of, but you showed up magenta for you. Today, it showed up very strongly in like a green and like a bluish. And I've never experienced that before today. So I just like just bringing that awareness that it can show up differently depending on how it wants to show up. Absolutely. That's, that's the crux of all of this is for me what I've learned. So never doubt what you are experiencing is what I've learned. And now I don't care how anything shows up. If I know it, I know it. <laughs> I'm just happy to roll with it that way because it's uh, unfortunate that I had to put myself into a, a certain category before of, of knowing and learning. So it's absolutely necessary for all of us to kind of open up and accept what comes to us, however it comes to us, right? So Courtney, one thing that we wrestle with a little bit and that um, we get questions about is the relationship between an ascended master like St. Germain, who does have a historical earthly presence like, that we know is the count, this this person who went around Europe and was involved in alchemy and magic. And I'm curious for you, is it important for you that the St. Germain energy that you work with now has this human life? Is that something that you bring into your work? What, what is that relationship like for you, if, if anything? So um, no, for me, the human life, the incarnation as the name St. Germain is not significant. The energy does not come forward to me um, in a human way. But what I will share is that I do know, my human knows, that St. Germain has had many incarnations. I'm 99% sure Christopher Columbus was one of his incarnations, Sir Francis Bacon. 
These are just some names that I can think of off the top of my head. So many different ways that he has presented himself on the earth plane. So because of the way I experience energy, his earthly forms have not been significant to me. The things that I have mentioned about the feelings that I get, the knowing, the extremely high vibration, that's what his energy brings because he chose these, he was also Merlin, like so many different ways that he could show himself. So yeah, he could show himself to me that way, but because my filter is different, I do not gather that. And I think the reason for me is because my human brain is so analytical. I would prefer him to show up as a human to me to make this a lot easier, right? But for me, for my journey here, part of it is being able to let go and let God and let the formless stuff come into me and have me understand that that's how I'm supposed to do it here. So once again, deeply subjective, but for me, none of his incarnations as a human being matters. Well, thanks. That's really helpful. I was looking at the different list of sort of claims of the incarnations of St. Germain and the Christopher Columbus one, I'll say it like raises every hair on my head and the back of my neck because I cannot stand that. Um, You know, I, I have such a critique of Christopher Columbus and how we celebrate Christopher Columbus, especially, you know, the way he thought about Native people in in the Western Hemisphere. It was sort of a fan of slavery. And so I'm like, I really don't want that incarnation to be an ascended math to be an ascended master. So that one's debated. I know I'll just just bring forward. So it's, yeah, I just find it interesting what different elements people bring forward from these different incarnations. So is St. Germain always there when you're doing your energetic engineering? Okay. So no, he is not. There are times when his vibration is necessary for the work that needs to be done on my client Or on, you know, I'm experiencing a healing when my clients are as well, most of the time, because energy is two ways. So he comes when that vibration is necessary to facilitate what it is that that client needs. The best way I'm going to describe it is, you know, he is the keeper of the violet flame that has everything to do with transmuting. So I would love to just explain it and say, oh, and the clients need to transmute something. But really every time I'm working with transmutation, so I do feel like it's when that specific vibration that he, it holds needs to come forward at will because no, not every person that I work with will have, um, let me put it this way. I do feel like there's always layers of St. Germain in my work because of the essence of the Great White Brotherhood and all of those energies that I work with. But not every time are there messages and not every time is there such a profound layer of his energy uh, with us. Courtney, can you go in more to this violet flame <laughs> business? Because for me, this is brand new, literally before this morning. Like, what does it do? Do you see it? Do you feel it? And are there other ascended masters out there who also work with the violet flame or who are associated with the violet flame? So the violet flame is in essence, basically alchemy, spiritual alchemy in action. It's a vibration Sorry if I use this word too much because it's like what my whole work centers around is vibration. It's a vibration that we all hold, we can all bring to us, we can all emit rather in order to 
the ultimate purpose is for the violet flame to turn the human into a divine human, to transmute lower levels of consciousness to light, to take our being and turn ourselves into the Christed being through transformation, through transmutation. And it's something that, you know, imagine me coming from where I came from, believing that I had the, you know, that we all can work with this violet flame. It's un- it was unbelievable to me at first, but it is absolutely an energy that we all have access to, to transmute and become something bigger than what we really are. Okay. Can we just go backwards for a second and play pretend that we have proof that Christopher Columbus is in fact St. Germain? So look at Damn the end of time. Bear with me here. Because <laughs> I think Courtney answered it. If we pretend that time actually does exist in chronological order, then Christopher Columbus would be the example of very human down in the muck who could have been transmuted by this violet flame into a much more divine, magical being in another incarnation, which would be possibly the historical Count Germain. Just saying there's hope for all of us in future incarnations. <laughs> True. We can all ascend. Is that what you're saying? We can all do it. Courtney, what advice or guidance would you give to others who might be just starting to fill his presence? Welcome it and allow it. And trust it because as I've said a hundred times already, however each one of us experiences St. Germain's energy, it's going to be completely different. I had trouble doing guided meditations that would bring in St. Germain because the guided meditations will tell you, imagine a gold sphere or whatever it is, not just for St. Germain for anything. So when I couldn't do it right, it discouraged me. So what I would say is if you are interested in pulling in St. Germain, St. Germain is accessible to everybody. The high vibration will show itself to you however your human is ready to see it and however you are best calibrated to see it. Some of you may experience tingles. You know, you, the hair on your arms may stand up. Some of you may feel a pulsing in your, in your third. I feel like I need to say that some people already experience St. Germain with a pulsing in their third eye area. Some people are pulling it in through the crown. All my hair on the top of my head standing up right now. So all of us are different. But just because I'm mentioning these, uh, your crown and your third eye, just because I'm mentioning those areas, don't limit yourself to that. Because if you experience energy in your feet, (laughs) then allow the energy in your feet. It's going to be what you feel most comfortable with and therefore the things you trust and therefore your relationship with this energy will grow and grow and grow if you know and you trust in what you're feeling for yourself. Awesome. And that's so great because listeners, you're going to have a chance to do a guided meditation with St. Germain that Courtney is going to lead us on in just a little bit. So Courtney, before we get to that, what's the best way for people to find you? I know our listeners would love to connect with you. How can they find you out there in the, uh, in our 3d world? Yeah. So the best way to connect with me is on Facebook on my professional Facebook page. I am Courtney Dyer is the handle of it. 
And also I am on Instagram, Courtney Dyer Energy Intuitive. So social media is the best way to get a hold of me these days. And yeah, I love energetically shifting people to see themselves from another angle because let me tell you, I had a hard time with it and I love helping people understand how divine they are. Awesome. And so that's Dyer, D-Y-E-R. We'll make sure we put all the links in the show notes. That's it. D-Y-E-R. Okay. I have one more question that wants to come through. I want to ask you, what are some of the greatest messages that you've received from St. Germain? If you're comfortable adding that into it. I'm not sure if you want me to answer that because I'm not as message oriented as I am Like when, I, when I'm do, going to do this meditation, it's less a meditation and more I can already feel that he, this is going to be like energy work that hopefully the listeners will be able to get into a relaxed space and will be able to have the violet flame. I feel like it's got a lot to do with up here and back okay. here and here. And I feel like I'm just going to transmit all that energy. And so when I get messages, there'll be a profound message, but it won't, you know, I don't know if I, if I'm qualified to answer that. (laughs) Okay. Nothing specific. Okay, great. Awesome. It's interesting because I get the energy of my heart is how I like one of the ways that I connect with St. Germain. So I love that it's coming in the upper aspect for you. So Courtney is going to take us on an energetic engineered experience. So everyone, as usual, make sure that you are in a place where you can receive this energy and enter into a meditative state. Please don't do this while you're operating a car or children or anything significant. Uh, Wait until you're in a great place to go with this experience. So Courtney, take it away. Okay, so I am going to call in the energy of St. Germain and everybody be relaxed in a meditative state. However, I will be delivering messages as I transmit the energy. So um, just be aware of that and kind of roll with whatever comes in for you. And as I transmit this energy, there might be some deep breathing and humming on my part. So that's all part of the experience. If everybody just wants to take some deep breaths and drop into your heart space, drop into that space of trusting and allowing. Um, For the energy of St. Germain is non-judgmental. There is a higher power uh, coming through at this time. And we are here as a group of uh, enlightened, brightened beings with St. Germain at the helm to bring this powerful, powerful yet soft and divine energy to your heart space today. Dear ones, we ask you to allow access to your inner space. Allow us to infiltrate your energy field, for in this allowing comes a shining white light. 
Do you believe and trust that you are divine? For you have come here in this time-space continuum to embody the divinity that is you. Allow the violet energy to permeate your crown. Allow it to flow through you freely and around you as well. For today's purpose, we ask you to understand that this is where your divinity lies, in this portal above your head. proverbial one foot in front of the other and step into this violetness that is your own. For we bring your attention to it, but we bring it not to you. Do you understand? This is high vibrational force that we all carry and embody. See yourselves as one with this beautiful, all-encompassing violet energy. There is a cleansing process that is taking place if you believe and allow, for in the believing is everything. Your heart is the cleansing center, dear ones. Do you believe this to be true? For in the belief is everything. You are a magistrate of your own authority and is it, at the, it is at this time that we ask you to intentionally place through your heart center what it is that you would like to be cleansed. You came here by no accident. There is divine purpose in each step you take, every move that you make. Trust this. For as Saint Germain, I am soft, yet I am powerful. This is the same way that the human being is to access their own divinity, soft yet powerful. Take this time to unwind and unload the things through your heart space that are no longer serving you. 
take note of what this is, yet it might, might not show up in words. If it's something you simply understand and know to be uh, an item that needs to be released at this time, allow it. It need not have a name. It need not have a form. Do you trust that violet is my color? It is unfortunate that we must assign a specific color in this time and place, but for this day, we would like to assign this. Believe and trust that violet is around you. Dear ones, carry this energy with you. It is never far, it is always near. You have begun to access this through your crown today. There is a energy, there's an energy, a powerful force hovering above you, waiting at any time and space to be called in to transmute what you would like. We sense doubt and fear in some of you and we ask you to release that at this time. It is quite simple if you simply allow. Don't be afraid to access your divine self. And as we leave you, we ask that you place your head, your hand upon your head and your other hand upon your heart and trust that the divine balance occurs between the two in all spaces and times if you simply allow. You are balance incarnate. We ask that you trust and believe this. And so it is. Everybody continue to deep breathe. They're telling me the flowery essence of St. Germain at this time. And continue to take your breaths in trust 
of this beautiful flower essence. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Courtney, thank you so much for that meditation uh, experience. I am just really eager to know what Andrea and Amy experienced. Amy, what about you? What was that like for you? Just so much gratitude for you, Courtney. In the beginning, a lot, it felt like pressure, kind of like where my temples are, um, almost like, I don't know, like a halo of pressure there for a little bit connecting to the heart, bringing up the things, what, this is my words, I know that you had different words during the experience, um, those things that no longer serve, bringing that up to be transcended, just even with all that I know, having space held for me to give myself permission to do that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There was like a image of like a car wash you know how things go in and come out clean like that's the way the image was being shown to me that's the way saint germain was showing me and i like i wouldn't come up with that that's why i was like wow this is awesome because my heart felt heavy like i felt pressure here and it literally was like a car wash of energy coming in and going out clean that was amazing thank you andrea what about you Believe it or not, this is the third time I've sat with St. Germain today. So <laughs> having your fill. No, I don't I think I have a full-on crush. <laughs> I'm good to hang out with him anytime. <laughs> yeah, so it's a continuation of that third eye and heart for me too. Like that was a big, a big deal. I loved being invited to step into the flame. And so that's the first time I've visualized me f stepping into that flame that's there or having it surrounding me. I loved that. Yeah, I had. Um, so Courtney, I would say I was able to get there really quick. So I, whatever, whatever energetic engineering you were doing, thank you. Because <laughs> it usually takes me a lot longer to drop into that space. And uh, so that was, yeah, that was really lovely for me. And about halfway through, I also, yeah, I just got a lot of third eye tingles and then tingles from my knees down to my feet which is new yeah there was a lot going on in the crown in and the third eye area like I felt like I couldn't move my hands away from this space there was just like a lot of energy being poured through which in turn is poured through everybody so it was very powerful and that was amazing. Listeners, we can't wait to hear what your experiences were. And as, as Courtney reminded us, we may all experience St. Germain differently and just trust that your experience is authentic to you and exactly what you needed at this time. I have one clarification question for Courtney, because Courtney, you know, most people during meditation will sit down on the couch or something and close their eyes, but you are actually physically moving and what you just said was you couldn't get your hands away from your third eye and the crown of your head so were your hands actually moving to your third eye the crown were your hands and was your body moving around yes so when i move energy my body is fully involved literally my head my hand will tap my forehead my 
when I shift energy around, it's a full body experience for me. So yes, like when I work remotely with clients, I work on myself and in turn, they experience the energy shifts that I work on, on my human. So yes, my body is full on involved in this, which is why it took me so long to believe it. Cause it's, it's a little strange, <laughs> but yes. I love the embodiment. And um, I'll say for me, one of the one of the things that came up for me earlier today was someone made a really paternalistic uh, comment to me in my Facebook group. And I responded with some authority mm-hmm. there because that's uh, just never okay. But the message you had for us to be, what was it? Soft, but powerful, soft and powerful was mm-hmm. really resonating. So I was like, okay, it's time to that was over. That's over and done. I'm taking care of it. I was, uh, you know, got got the powerful one I needed, but now it's time to return to the (laughs) softness, which felt wonderful. Well, okay, friends, you can find Courtney at on her Facebook professional page. I'm Courtney Dyer. And on your Instagram handle, remind me what that was again. Um, Courtney Dyer Energy Intuitive. Okay. And Dyer is D as in David, Y-E-R. Yes, perfect. So I know people are going to flock to those sites. They can find out more about you. And we're just so excited that you could be here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you wonderful ladies having me today. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you.